Thank you for listening to the Silver Club Podcast. Here's your host, two-time Walker Cupper and former world amateur number one Steve Scott, and men's golf coach at Yale University and golf historian Colin Sheehan. the sweet sounds of master's week welcome to the silver club podcast i'm your host steve scott and we are giving colin sheehan the week off this week he is starting all the practice and preparation for this final semester of coaching the yale bulldogs we wish colin and the bulldogs nothing but luck this year it's the greatest time of the year it's master's week everything is green the sun is shining the birds are singing and we are here to bring you another really fun guest. This week's guest, Parker McLaughlin, better known as the short game chef, coach to the stars, and the everyday player all at the same time, is working with several players that are playing in the Masters. His short game thoughts and ideas have touched some of the greatest players out there that you have seen, like Max Homa, Keith Mitchell, major champion on the LPGA Tour, Anna Nordquist. He can help you with so many things in his podcast. I can't wait to bring this to you. It is so much fun, and he brings so much insight. He's a PGA Tour winner, and he knows all the shots to help you. The weekend warrior, the single-digit handicap will help you get from a 7 to a 5, from a 5 to a 3, or into that plus category if that's where you want your game to get to. But before we get to that, I just wanted to talk about some of the great events that we've had with the Silver Club Golfing Society since our last podcast. We brought to you back in February with Corn Ferry Tour winner Ben Silverman. We made a couple trips since then. We played the Great Mountain Lake Club, Seth Rayner designed a couple trips to Florida, as a matter of fact. And this was the first one. Big shout out to Chad McGraw and Hugh Duffy for winning our four ball event there at Mountain Lake. We had a two day trip. We spent the night there. Mountain Lake is like going back in time. It is just such a special opportunity if you ever get that opportunity to go enjoy Mountain Lake. And then just recently, we played the great Dick Wilson design called Pine Tree in Delray Beach, Florida. We called that event the course record. Yours truly had had a great round there a little over 20 years ago, shot a 12 under par 60. And so that was a pretty cool event to go and reminisce. I'm not shooting 60 anymore, but well, maybe I am after the 15th hole, but <laughs> anyway, it's been a fun time just enjoying these great golf courses, some of the greatest architecture and great camaraderie that we had. Shout out to Ryan Perna for taking home the silver medal in that one at Pine Tree. We've got so many great ones on the docket in the future. One of my most favorite ones that I'm looking forward to this year is PGA Frisco we're going to visit there in early June, just after both the golf courses open. They're going to host the Senior PGA Championship there at PGA Frisco. Can't wait to take a visit to Dallas there and enjoy the Gil Hans and Bo Welling designs. Both courses, we're going to play 36 holes at PGA Frisco. We've got lots more as well. We're going to make a trip out to Bandon Dunes in August. And then a few weeks later, we'll go over the pond and we'll go watch the Walker Cup at the old course, which will be spectacular, maybe the best part of the trip itself. And then we'll go play places like Carnoustie, Kings Barns, 
Take a trip up to Nairn and Royal Dornick on the northern part. Castle Stewart and Aberdeen will close out our trip over there to Scotland. So we've got a few spots left in that one. Would love for you to join us there. But we have just so much great stuff happening with the Silver Club. This is our fifth season. We're well over 225 members. We're growing. And we just have a great group of single-digit handicaps who live all around the country. We have 36 states represented right now. Just picked up one in Idaho recently. That was pretty exciting. So we're definitely growing throughout the country. So if you want to learn a little bit more, I would love to talk to you personally. Just hop on silverclubgs.com. Fill out the short web form. I will personally get back to you. I'd love to chat with you about everything we're doing with the society and all the places that we're going. We're even doing a cool thing we call the whiskey matches this year. Just a nationwide match play event. You can pair up at your own time geographically, and then we'll have a great final match at a very special club in a warm weather climate come December. So really excited for all the things that we're growing and bringing. And we've just got a great group and network of members who live all around the country. They like to compete. They like to travel. And if you would like to do the same thing, we would love to talk with you. Before we get to our podcast, I want to just thank our sponsors of the Silver Club, the Turtleson Company. They create some really great special event logos for us. Andy Plate and the whole team at Turtleson just do a great job in all of their customer service, all of their products. Check out Turtleson on turtleson.com. And PuttView Books. PuttView Books really help you dial in all of your strategies, all your carries over bunkers off the tee, all the green complexes and the green reading maps to help you learn a golf course for the first time. This is the way to go. Hop on puttviewbooks.com to check out more and tell them we sent you. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us each and every week, downloading, subscribing all of our previous 64 podcasts. All we want to do is bring you the people that make up the fabric of our great game and help you learn a few things about your own game along the way as well. And that's exactly what we have this week with the short game chef. He's here on Masters Week to help you chip and pitch and putt better. I'm really excited to bring his great knowledge right to your doorstep. And it's coming to you right now. Enjoy this podcast. Okay, it is Masters Week, and we've got a guy who understands what it's like to play the game at the highest level. The short game chef, you know him, you love him, Parker McLaughlin. Welcome to the Silver Club Podcast. Glad to be with you, Steve. Yeah, this is this is really cool. We we met recently doing some PGA Tour live work in the studios of St. Augustine for the Players Championship. And we've had a lot of fun doing that. You've obviously showcased your short game prowess on the tour as such a wonderful player yourself. And now you're coaching some of the best players. But what one stat I've got to jump on right away because I, I we saw this and it just kind of blows my mind. And I want to understand your mindset. You played 354 consecutive holes on tour without a three putt. How the heck did you do that? Oh, man. Lots of good lag putting, I think. Um or just missing a bunch of greens and then chipping it to like six, eight feet, and you just can't three putt from there. One, <laughs> um, one of the two. No, it was. It, I, I didn't really know that it was happening until I think basically. Uh, I, I think I read about it, and then um, it was like the next week after I read about it. Sure enough, I had a three putt like five holes in. 
Yeah, that's that's the curse, right? You get you get somebody to to start looking at your stats. It's kind of like the you know the weekend warrior who goes out there and who's a fifteen handicap and goes and shoots some great round on the front nine, and they count it up, and then they realize and they go and they shoot their worst nine on the back. And so, uh, but uh, that's that's a pretty heady stat. You've led strokes gained putting on the tour a couple times, two thousand thirteen and seventeen. Three times you were top twenty in strokes gained around the green. You really focus now uh, after your professional days playing on the course, although you still get in some tour events here and there as a past champion of the tour. Your focus mainly right now is is helping, you know, either the the competitive player like like Keith Mitchell on the PGA Tour or the the average player who subscribes to your Short Game Chef website and uh, that that's really a passion of yours right now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, you know, <clears throat> it, it was interesting. I didn't really like have a plan to go into coaching. Um, it just sort of happened. Uh, and, and as I stepped into, you know, helping people with their short games. Um, and again, I only, I only help people. It's usually inside of 50 yards really is, is what my specialty is. And I just stay in that lane. And if you're looking for someone who, uh, you know, like, Hey, I need, I need help. Will you look at my full swing? I'll be like, Hey, here's three phone numbers of guys I really trust. Go call them. <laughs> um, and so, so I just stay in my lane and the whole mission statement in the last couple of years, after working with a number of amateurs and, and obviously a number of tour players, but mainly the amateurs was, I just saw how much bad information was being given to these amateurs and, or maybe just the, the information that they were taking in through magazine articles or YouTube or whatever it might've been was just not being interpreted properly. And so I, they would come to me with these, you know, Hey, I'm going to get my weight on my front foot, 85%. And I'm going to lean the shaft forward and I'm going to put the ball back in my stance and I'm going to hinge and I'm going to hold. And they come to me and they're like, well, either I blade it or I chunk it. And I'm like, well, (laughs) obviously look at how you're set up. They say, yeah, but I, you know, it's golf. I just told me to do this. And then, you know, uh, you know, a a famous left-hander, uh, major champion told me to do that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, so anyway, after seeing that for a, a, a couple of years, I was like, well, I think that, I think there's a market for me to help people to modernize their short game because the ways of, you know, 40 years ago, things have changed. Agronomy has changed. Uh, and so have the golf clubs and so have the golf balls. And so I think, my whole mission statement has been to help people to modernize their short games, to be able to have to adapt with what the current golf course is asking the player to do around the greens. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing. So what are some of the things that a tour pro does tour pros like who you've worked with? You had your hands on everybody from Max Homa to Keith Mitchell to, I mean, you can name a bunch, Anna Nordquist, a major champion on the LPGA Tour. But what are some of the things that a tour pro does so well that amateurs can copy? Well, I think that around the greens is probably the closest spot that an amateur can be as close to a tour player as possible in the game of golf. Because I can promise you, you know, Joe – you know, Joe off the street, who's a, who's a 12 handicap, he is not going to be able to swing it like Rory McIlroy 
off the tee and hit it 320 in the air. And no one's going to be able to teach Joe off the street how to do that. But I think that I could teach Joe off the street, who's a 12 handicap, how to pitch it with a little bit of, uh, you know, bounce, bounce, check the same way that tour players do. Um, and so I, I think this is the closest area, you know, inside of 50 yards. That's the closest area that you can be to a tour player. So I'd say like some of the commonalities that tour players do is they, they find a way to really utilize the bounce uh, when they're on a tight fairway surface. They find, they find a way to um, really, uh, I'd say, engage the bounce properly in the sand um right. they're much steep they're much steeper in the sand but but they're still they're, they're still with their release pattern they're they're finding an exit strategy to engage the bounce and to get out of the sand where most most amateur golfers and recreational golfers they get into the sand but then it's like there's no way out it's just a shovel <laughs> with no with no exit strategy yeah and right so, and so I'd say I'd say those are probably two areas where I'd say most tour players are fairly similar in their in their short games. Yeah, the, the tour players definitely have the benefit though over the weekend warrior who's playing the the local muni. The the conditions on tour, you know, usually very consistent. Uh, usually the the turf is is more on the firm side, assuming the the weather is conducive for that, but. But yeah, so what sort of things, I know there's lots of different bounces people can use in clubs, and I know you've done a lot of work with Titleist and working and creating these flight line wedges. The overall bounce of the club, if I've got three wedges in my bag, if, I have a, if I've got a pitching wedge and a sand wedge and a lob wedge, what should my lob wedge and my sand wedge bounce numbers look like? Should, be the, should they be the same? Should they be different? What, what would you say? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think people say, "Hey, what 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 should my bounces be with my wedges?" And I, I would say I've talked to Aaron Dill quite a bit, uh, who's the the, the Vokey wedge rep for Titleist, and he sees all the best players in the world. and And his his philosophy, and 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 it's one I've adopted as well, is usually the sixty degree is the one that you want the lowest amount of bounce that you're comfortable with. So. If that's an eight degree bounce, great. Maybe it's a six, maybe it's a four degree bounce. Somewhere in that area is where you want your your highest lofted wedge. And then after that, you would go to your fifty six degree or let's say a fifty four degree if you if you if you've only got three wedges. So in your fifty four degree, you would then go somewhere. Let, let's say you went eight degrees of bounce with your sixty degree. You would then go to probably like a 10 or a 12 degrees of bounce in your 54. Mm-hmm. And then in, in your pitching wedge, it would be somewhere around 12 or 14 degrees of bounce. Um, and, and I'd say that that's probably a, a good place to start. So uh, higher bounces in the shots that you're going to be hitting more full shots with. So 54 and pitching wedge, you're going to be hitting more full shots with those. Higher bounces with those are better. Something that you're going to be opening the face, getting a little creative with, hitting some high soft ones, a little less bounce is, is, always, a, is always a good thing to help you uh, with really navigating some of those tight lies around the greens. Yeah, these tight lies really give most of the players lots of issues, right? There's, there's all sorts of things that, yeah, you, you, you can do all sorts of things with them if you don't bottom the club out at the right point. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of people deal with, 
with chipping yips, right? For lack of a better word, I know some people think that's a nasty four-letter word, but the uh, how would you, and I, I know you've helped people who've had some major chipping problems. I know for me, you probably could help me if we sat down for sure. I, I, I won a tournament uh, a couple of years back chipping cross-handed, which is actually becoming, uh, you know, pretty mainstream now with a couple guys, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Chris Couch in the past has won on tour, Vijay Singh. But but talk about how to kind of battle if somebody's really got some some demons in the chipping game. How do they how do they get out of that? What's what's the magic sauce? Yeah, I mean, I, I even saw Kevin Kisner last week went to cross-handed as well. Um, but, I, you know, a lot of times it depends on how far down the road you are. If you, if this is something you've been dealing with for like 10, 15 years, as far as legitimately yipping it. Yeah. Full blown, um, full blown yips. Like that's just debilitating for your game. And, and it's the only reason why you're a 15 or 20 handicap. You probably should be a single digit. Yeah. I I would say a lot of it, a lot of it starts with setup to me. um, The, the chipping yips starts at setup and then, if if I can get people in the proper spot at setup, we're, we're sort of like probably sixty percent of the way there, and then we go into the backswing, and that's probably another like twenty percent, and that gets us to sort of eighty percent. If if I can get you good at setup and backswing, then all of a sudden, if I can get you in the right spot, you should be able to then move through it athletically and free. If I put you in the in the proper spot, mm-hmm. now it. The, to my, in my mind, the chipping yips stems from basically a fear of turf interaction, a fear of ground interaction, a fear of chunking it. Right. So the second that, that you get steep on one and the leading edge pays you a visit and you stick that club in the ground and the ball goes a foot or whatever it might be, the very next one, you're going to do anything you can to not hit that ground. <laughs> you're going to come up and out of it. Hands are going to uh, flip and that, that ball is getting – bladed right in the middle it's getting bellied and it's going over the green and that's that's to me where the chipping yip starts Mm -hmm. and so it's about it's about creating um in my mind it's about creating a a place with the player that they can enjoy the turf interaction again so one, one of my students just just sent me a note uh on the on our private discord channel where uh part of the membership site and and he said he put down a plexiglass a small little plexiglass thing, like like you'd find like those eye line right. type of type of devices. He put down a plexiglass thing, put the ball on top of it, so that he wasn't afraid. Of, he knew that 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 plexiglass was going to help him bounce right out of it. And he said that all of a sudden it, he felt freedom again. And so it, it's that turf interaction is the really scary part. And if, if I can help the player uh, to get shallow and to be in a good set up and backswing spot to encourage shallowness. Now, all of a sudden they're not afraid of the turf interaction. They're just going to be brushing the grass, engaging the bounce. And that's usually when the freedom comes back into play. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a great point there. And I, I, when you say that, I, I think of, you know, you think of the PGA tour players who, are wonderful ball strikers, but have struggled in short game. Maybe going back to a Hunter Mahan or a, you know, Dustin Johnson with some chipping, and then you know, most recently maybe a, a Victor Hovland. You know, more closed on the backswing, and then they feel like they almost have to open it up through impact. You know, I don't know how many players you deal with like that, but but how, how difficult is it to 
to kind of rework what you've learned in a full swing and then readapt it to the short game. Yeah, I, I like to tell my players to, it, it, to compartmentalize it, um, especially some of my good players. It's like, hey, I don't want this to affect your full swing, right? And, um, you know, I also don't want your full swing to come into your short game. But like someone like, you know, like a Matthew Wolf or a Victor Hovland, you know, legendary ball strikers, guys that, that drive the ball long and straight, but everything that they do, to create that ball speed and to really smash the golf ball really is detrimental to what they're doing around the greens. And so it's about teaching them a player like that. It's about teaching them how to slow the ball speed down properly so they can still maintain spin, but it's got to be sort of compartmentalized just the same way that a bunker swing is totally compartmentalized. You don't use a bunker swing really anywhere else on the golf course, but yet, there's lots of great bunker players um, on the PGA Tour. It's a skill that you have to learn. And so the same thing, it's like this pitch shot chipping motion. It's not necessarily going to be a miniature uh, replica of your golf swing. It's going to be its, its own sort of thing that, that you can sort of learn and adapt to and, and understand that, okay, off of a tight fairway lie, this, is, this gives me the best option to – uh, to have success. And so when I look at like Keith Mitchell, his pitch shot motion looks nothing like his full, his full mm, swing. Right. Yeah. Now who else out there? Maybe, maybe it's, and maybe it's somebody that you work with. Maybe it's not somebody that you work with uh, who out there, when you see him in the short game area on the practice area on tour week in week out, who makes you stop and watch? Uh, I'd say Jordan Spieth for sure. Uh, Cam Smith, uh, Justin Thomas. I love the way Justin Thomas manages the speed of, of how fast he's swinging, um, his arm speed, and, and then in turn the club head speed. Um, I, I love watching Jordan Spieth and how, how he, he can go from being narrow and leading edge to then the next one being super wide and really shallow and using the bounce. And I think that's a really unique skill skill set to have uh because it, it it's 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 two very different shots i'd say you know on, on sort of the opposite side of the spectrum you know someone like a scotty scheffler it's it's impressive to watch but i also necessarily wouldn't teach what it is that he's doing i think he uh he's very leading edge you know gr- growing up in texas mm-hmm. uh you know bermuda grass and and really using that leading edge and he does it to perfection and it's it's beautiful to see but it's also i don't think it's the most uh i don't think it's the safest way to do it and i don't think it's the most efficient way to do it i'd much rather copy a steve stricker or a jason day i'd much rather copy those motions off of a tight fairway lie yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I think of, you know, now that this is Augusta week, I, I really think of a couple of the greatest chip shots or pitch shots that have ever been played around Augusta National. Uh, you, I know you were only about eight years old when Larry Mize uh, chipped in back in 1987 to dust Greg Norman on that playoff hole down there at 11. Tiger obviously has had that chip in that we've seen a million times up the slope and down the slope. Uh, this week at Augusta, who, who's, whose game really maybe jumps out at you, who you feel like ha- has a great chance for success 
this year. You know, does Scotty Scheffler have a chance to defend? Uh, obviously, he's he's trending very well with his game. But who, who out there maybe is somebody you'll look look for, and maybe more so in the short game because of the tight lies and the overseeded nature that they you find in the turf there at Augusta National. Yeah, I'd probably say someone that's sort of maybe under the radar is a Jason Day, who's, I'd say, really been trending without winning this year. He's really been trending the right direction. And I love I love his short game action. I think he would be a really interesting one come come Sunday with, with how well he chips and putts. And now he's figured his golf swing out, and it's like, ooh, man, this guy, this guy's really prepped to, to have a great, a great, uh, a great Masters. Um, yeah, it's it's hard it's it's hard seeing how how well Scheffler's played in in the last two months. It's it's hard to sort of bet against against him. Um, you know, but like even even a Rory McIlroy, it's like his stats are pretty good around the green. I, I don't necessarily I'm not a, a huge fan of, of sort of what he does. It, it's like his club head kind of goes a little outside of his hands. It's a little on the shut side, um, but his stats are pretty good and he, and he, and he finds a way to, to make it happen. Uh, but, you know, to me, it's, I feel like a Jordan Spieth is, is always one that I would give a chance to, to win at Augusta on Sunday because he's, he's got that creativity that's, it's unquantifiable and you feel like he's sort of the Picasso of the short game right now. And to me, uh, every shot is a brand new creation for him, and and it's it's special to watch. I, I like I like him quite a bit, but I also like my horse, Keith Mitchell. <laughs> I think that I think that he you know he drives it you know top ten on the planet in driving it. Yeah. Um. And and we saw him earlier this year at Riviera. Um. You know on 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 a golf course that will expose you around the greens, and he led the field in strokes gained around the greens that week. So I, I feel like he's he's one of those guys where you know as his short game is now catching up to his long game, he's contending at at some of the biggest events uh, there is on tour. Yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, Keith Mitchell's week. You just never know. And so many uh, so many great players. So much. What a great week that we are, are a part of. This is obviously the, the the greatest golfing week that we we love. There's so many of them. For sure, but uh, this is this is one that really stands out on the calendar. Now I, I'm going to let you go here, but uh, I know you've done some work with PGA Tour Live. You're enjoying some of the broadcasting you're doing, but I know that you're really getting the word out on your short game membership and and all that. Just tell us uh, where we can find you if we want to. One of our members, you know, we want to take a lesson from you or just learn all of your stuff from all your great videos. Where can we find you? Yeah, so I'd say best thing to do is shortgamechef.com. And then um, the, me- the membership is, you know, you can choose a monthly option or the yearly. Um, either one is great. We've got a private Discord channel uh, where we've got over 400 members that are already um, having great discussions on there. I'm on there every night looking at people's swings or giving feedback on this, that, and the other thing. That's the best way to have access to me. Um, Instagram, I've got some neat little short videos where I, I post quite a few things about, uh, you know, tour players and whatnot that I either work with or admire and, and whatnot. But, uh, I'd say the membership site, there's over 130 videos on there where I walk you through how to chip, how to pitch, how to bump and, uh, how to flop shot, how to putt, 
uh, how to get out of bunkers, how to cure the chipping yips, all that's there on the uh, on the membership site. And um, we've been getting some unbelievable feedback. I've had two two members already in the in the first four months that's been live that have that have cured their chipping yips just by going through that 30, uh, 30 video uh, set there chapter uh, uh, of curing the yips. And so pretty proud of that. I think that's, that's probably one of the best things that I've ever created was that sort of series of walking people through how to cure the yips. So um, we're getting some great feedback over, over a thousand members on the website already and, and uh, and we're growing. So it's, it's exciting. That's really cool. And we, and and you directly answer people through your discord channel. That's, that's pretty cool to be able to have direct connection to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm making, making the effort. I want it to feel like a community where, you know, nothing's off limits when, when in regards to talking to the short game and, um, we've had some great discussions and people are, it's a really cool, we've just, I, I've spent the time to create a really cool community. I've got some people helping me manage it, but I'm on there every night, um, answering, answering questions and going through and just continuing the dialogue and continuing to help people understand how to get better. Well, that's great. Great dedication to your craft. Great dedication to the people who support you and, and really love what you do. And we at the Silver Club Golfing Society really love what you do, too. And uh, Parker, can't thank you enough for being on and spending some time here with us on the Silver Club podcast this week. Love it. Enjoy the Masters, everybody. Big thanks to the Short Game Chef for joining us this week on the Silver Club Podcast. Don't forget to download and subscribe all of our previous 64 episodes. We love bringing you the people who really connect you to this great game that we all love. Enjoy the Masters Week, everybody. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this great event. We've got all sorts of wonderful storylines that are a-brewing in Augusta. And we look forward to bringing you another Silver Club Podcast real soon. Soon.